This is the I Work For Him podcast. To make sure you never miss a thing from I Work For Him, subscribe to our email list. Just head to our website at iworkforhim.com, scroll down to the bottom of the page, click subscribe, and sign up. We'll send the very latest blogs and podcasts from I Work For Him so you never miss a beat. That's iworkforhim.com. This is producer Michael Marigle. Thanks so much for listening. Let's get to today's program. You've tuned into the fastest one hour in Christian talk radio. Woohoo! Today we celebrate our 900th radio program right here, and I work for him. It's pretty crazy. It is pretty crazy. I thought, Michael, I thought you'd have the crowd screaming for us. <laughs> Cue the crowds. Michael, do you remember that first show? That was a long time ago. <laughs> I do, though. I do. I definitely do. Do you remember laughing and hiding your face? Definitely didn't laugh. We just, uh, you know, some coaching opportunities there. Oh, what a good guy. <laughs> that was very sweet of you to say. <laughs> coaching opportunities. Yeah. Well, we are very thankful to Michael Miracle, who's been there from the beginning with iWorkFriend, but we are so thankful that you are tuning in today to iWorkFriend. We're going to share a little bit from our hearts today, uh, and it's really just, it's kind of opened up because it's 900 shows. We're on the verge of iWorkFriend becoming a 501c3 and expanding across the nation as a radio program and we wanted to share some things from our hearts but i wanted to first start with just a couple of things that you've heard me say before romans 12 2 says this don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world but let god transform you into a new person by changing the way you think it's so important we recognize that it just we got to stop doing what the world does because what the world does it's screwed up but jesus got a better answer how about this? Your workplace, it's your mission field. And in that mission field, you and me, we may be the only Jesus our coworkers and employees may ever meet. The job that you hold, the people that you work with, none of that is by chance. The people that you work with, they need to meet Jesus. And you may be their only chance. You know, for a little half, over four and a half years, Martha and I have opened the show with lines like these to talk about issues that impact all of us Christ followers in our workplaces, to help us understand that connection between what we hear on Sunday and what we do in our nine to five. Today, we turn the tables just a little bit, and we're going to talk about I Work For Him, this workplace ministry, the mission, the vision, and the need for your help to invest in where we're growing here in Tampa Bay and beyond and here to help martha and i out on the show one of our board of directors sue wilson now she is very very close friend in fact she's known me my entire life and and so there's nobody that's better at being critical of me than sue wilson sue wilson my big sister welcome back to i work for him I prefer older sister to big sister, I think. Amen. <laughs> whatever, Thank you. Whatever the words are that you choose. Yes, older, wiser. Yeah, that's much better. Above. Thank you. Yes, for sure. That's right. That's right. So, Sue, you've been part of this mission from day one, but there was a critical time in May of 2014 where we sat on a vacation that you and Jeff and Martha and I were on, and, and we sat at this table and we were given the opportunity to look at, should we go five days a week? And we sat down, we had this long conversation with this other couple from Miami, if you remember. And at the end of that conversation, do you remember what Jeff said? I absolutely remember it vividly. He said, Jim, all this time you've desired to be in ministry, and now God has set it right in front of you, and you're questioning it. 
And there we go. And we so, sat in silence. And we sat in silence because Jeff, <laughs> the words, that. Jeff is not a man of many words. But he's been married to you, and I've known him, good grief, 40 years. That means you've known him 40 years. Coming up here in December, it'll be 40. Oh, my gosh. 40 years. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what is it about the I work for him message that resonates with you, Sue Wilson, enough to become the board of mem- board of, uh, a member of the board of directors? Well, I there are so many things about this ministry that resonate with me, but I have spent um, my entire career in the workplace as a woman and as a leader in most cases in the organizations that I've been a part of. And I know how badly our workplaces need Jesus and how badly um, the people that I work with need to see me uh, in in a godly light. They need to see Jesus through me because they're not going to church. They're too busy. They've got sports games and all kinds of things going on that take priorities on the weekend or they just want to sleep in, and they're not getting to church. And the only piece of Jesus that they may see is the way I act in the workplace, what I say, how I treat them, how I handle conflict. And your ministry is all about that, teaching and equipping us on how to handle those things, how to actually reflect God's love for them through us. And we are his ambassadors. We have all been called to do that as Christians. Sometimes we question that and we doubt it, but we have all been called, and you are trying to equip us to be better ministers in the workplace so that we can um, bring others to know Christ. Mm. That, that is that is an excellent synopsis of it all, Sue. So how, have, how does your faith impact what you do at work every day? I have seen a huge transition in my life, and, and it does actually, um, unfortunately, go with age. But, you know, early on, I really felt like I could do everything on my own. I'm, I'm a fairly capable person, and so my battle with God has always been giving up control. And as I have given up more control and made him a part of each and every one of my business decisions, prayed before business discussions, before um, I meet with people in meetings uh, today, and yesterday I was praying about this discussion and a couple of other things I had to do today. And the more of that I do, the more of Jesus shows through me because it's not my words and my thoughts, it's his. And he is cleansing my heart and cleansing my mind and taking away the sinful parts of Sue and replacing them with Jesus. And as I do that, I make plenty of mistakes and I apologize way more than I used to. Um, But I can just see him working in me and through me, and people ask questions, and people today asked what I was doing, why I was doing this this um, recording, because I have a note on my door that says, don't disturb me, I'm doing a radio show. They're all asking why, and it was just, I got a chance to even share about this ministry, and so I know people watch, they ask questions, and... Um, I would not be where I am today without Christ having been very forgiving, very gracious of all of the mistakes that I've made. But he's he's um, made me way more malleable and pliable than I used to be. Now, when you were telling him you'd be on the air, you told him it was live, right? Not just a recording that, you, you know, there's a lot of pressure. 
Yes. And they all looked at me and said, ooh, I'd hate to do that. And I said, well, I don't love it, but, but I'm doing it anyway. No, that's what you do for your little brother. That's right. That's uh, right. All right. That's so, right. you know, we established a board of directors about six months ago. And, and not that you were really involved. You've been involved since the beginning, mm-hmm. just really as an outside advisor. But we established a board of directors as we've been pursuing our 501c3 And we decided to pursue the 501c3 because we kept hearing from people, hey, as business people, we love to make donations. We don't necessarily need sponsorship advertising places, but we really want to support what you're doing, but you need to be a nonprofit. And so that's something that we've been pursuing as a ministry. I work for ministries now all year long. And so we ask our listening audience to join us in prayer for the IRS agent that has our application. That's right. We don't know the name of his his or her name, but we do know. They could use some prayer, and we'd love for you to pray that they would grab our application and go through all hundred whatever pages it was and just say, stamp it, boom, approved, and send us out in the mail. Because that would enable us to do some fundraising here at the end of the year. But in the meantime, Sue, you said you had a couple of questions that you wanted to throw at Martha and I, and you got time for one question before the first break. Okay. So... I'm going to jump right in. I really want you to share with listeners just a little bit about this journey you've been on in the radio ministry. It didn't start out the way it is today. What's been happening, and where has God taken you versus where you thought you were going when you started? Well, I'm going to attempt to answer that a little bit, and um, I think that one of the biggest things is radio was never our idea, but it was God's idea, and anything that happens on the air it, we we trust that God's going to get the credit for it. And uh, along the way, we've learned and been obedient. And um, Jim will tell everybody that at the beginning, he thought he was going to be the next big, great monologuer on the radio. The like biggest, a Rush The Christian Limbaugh, Rush you know? Limbaugh. That's right. And Martha, <laughs> and Martha thought this was going to be her. This was going to be my calling. This wasn't her calling. This is Jim's calling. Yeah, I was going to be the cheerleader, I think. You know, oh, I just want to make sure I brought up, today is our 900th show. I can tell you this, on April the 15th, 2013, Michael Miracle, when you heard that first show, as you sat behind that microphone behind your engineering display, after you heard show number one, did you think there'd be a show number 900? I knew there'd be a show number two. <laughs> well, I had signed a contract for 13, so that was not much of a... <laughs> He is such a wise guy. I'm not sure that was a really fair answer. I'll tell you this. I do know um, with uh, the sort of passion that you had and brought with you behind the microphone the first time, I knew you'd be doing it for a little bit. I did. But did you ever think 900? 900? I mean, I didn't think it out of the realm of possibility, nah. All right. Well, here we go. Number 900, heading off to number 1,000 in March. And it's not about the number of shows. It's about the impact and what we've been able to do. Mm -hmm. But I wanted to share the reason, the passion behind what we talk about on I Work For Him. And we'll get back to Sue Wilson, our board of director. She has asked me this question. And here's, here's, here's the passion behind I Work For Him. As a business owner and leader, both Martha and I, entrepreneurial in spirit, we really lived our faith separate from our work, especially me. I was one of those guys that worked all day long so I could donate my money and my time after hours to church-focused activities. Nobody had ever told me that I could have been a pastor in my own business. Now, I started to get it a little bit every once in a while. I, I, I got it right, but most of the time I got it wrong because I didn't have the right perspective. But thank God. For people like Bob Cater, another board of director, Oz Hillman, Francis Chan, and so many others that that taught me that my workplace was my mission field. 
And because of that, and because of the fact that all the people I ever lost money to in business until 2009 were people who called themselves Christians, I knew that there was a desperate need for you and me to understand that our faith should be intersecting and impacting and absolutely turning upside down every part of our lives. And that's what I work for him is all about. How do we connect what we hear on Sunday with what we do in our 9 to 5 and beyond? Back to you, Sue Wilson. All right. Well, I have watched the two of you um, wrestle and struggle with a number of issues as you um, have been taking steps to take what you originally thought was going to be your business to, and turning it into a not, nonprofit entity. You have given up full control of the company that you built together, and I've watched kind of how God has um, refined you and uh, torn away some strongholds. Tell me a little bit about that journey. Control. Both Martha and I, control freaks. I'm a bigger control freak, but we're both control freaks. I think freaks. you're just a louder control freak. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. <laughs> As I, Can you as mute I went her microphone, <laughs> Michael? Seriously. The, so the sister comments have got to be muted. Okay. Uh, I, I would tell you that we both, because we're entrepreneurial, so it, it's, it was exciting to be able to get a visual. Well, first of all, we had to learn about radio. We knew when we went on the air four and a half years ago, 900 shows ago, we had zero knowledge of radio. We'd never been on the radio. We'd never been in a radio studio. I mean, it, it was, you know, until 2013, none of that had ever, we'd never been exposed to any of that. But we're used to setting up businesses and encouraging businesses and counseling business owners. And so it was natural for us to think, well, this will just be a business. But the Lord had such a big vision for it. He just said, no, 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 no. And so it took a while to realize, no, we really have to, we're going to have to let control of a lot of things. Martha, what do you think the biggest, the hardest thing has been to let control of, let go of? Um, Probably the, con- well, this is going to sound redundant if I were to say it, like, the control of control. And <laughs> so, see, I am more of a control freak than you. No, I'm just kidding. Um, the fact that we are not in control of our destiny and that we have surrendered completely and said, Lord, this is yours. We don't understand what it's all supposed to look like. We don't understand um, what every step of the way is going to be. But walking in obedience and just allowing him to lead and direct our steps you know, when you have a business, you have a plan, you know how many sales equal what you can do next and how many employees you can have or what resources you have, you can tap into. Um, but in this situation, um, we really, we don't know. I mean, it, God is, God is ultimately in control and people, have, you know, where it's easy to say that, to say, well, God's in control. I know he's got this, but until you really, really, really Every day, let go and say, okay, Lord, you know, what is it today? Um, it, it's hard to really understand. And I think we're continuing to learn that because I, I don't completely get it, but I'm practicing it. Yeah, learning the open palm thing is a big deal. And I will tell you, for me, Sue, it's been the money. You know, walking away, it really, the Lord has asked us four and a half years ago to do this. We've done it as volunteers the whole time. And we now understand we could do so much more when we start to get funded to be able to expand this across the country, but the Lord just asked us to volunteer and to set aside our career ambitions at the, at what would be the pinnacle of career earnings for most people, right? As you hit your late forties and your early fifties and 
to, to say, okay, Lord, I know you understand this. I know you get this. I know how long I'm going to live. Well, no, I know you know how long I'm going to live. I don't know how long I'm going to live. I, what, what's your plan here? That has been, it, it's been very interesting just to every day go, okay, Lord, let's just focus on today. We, we, we don't, we don't get to just do that two year and five year and 10 year planning and think about that. We've, we've just, it's been a paradigm shift in every part of our lives, every part of our lives. You guys keep talking about we're all in, and when you question that, you go, no, we're all in. Speak a little bit more about God's faithfulness to you guys as you've been going through this transition and this transformation of what you thought was a business to a ministry. Talk about God's faithfulness. Well, one of the coolest things, I mean, is from the very first day, this radio show has been paid for, and it hasn't cost us a dime. And radio, Christian radio is not free. It's, it costs money, and the Lord has brought people into our lives from day one to help support this show, to help pay, and our expenses every year have expanded because we've we've added, uh, we've just added features, we've added, the Lord has kept expanding the vision, and God has provided every dime we have needed, including for our own personal uh, provision, He's provided that in unusual ways, and he gave us a vehicle in 2007 that we're still driving today, which in December will be a world record for anybody in our family, 10 years of owning <laughs> the same vehicle, then driving it 200,000 miles. And he's kept that vehicle going and going and going. And it was just today that the transmission light came on. So I know God's got big things going because that vehicle's just about ready to say bye-bye. But he's just <laughs> it provided time and time and time again. Our shoes have not worn out during this time. That's and that's been so fun for me to see as a family member as well as a board member is that you have been blessed in some incredible ways um, by just being faithful and waiting and waiting for God's timing instead of your timing. And it's been super exciting to be a part of that. And also, it's been a blessing to me to watch some of that. So you guys have been super but, busy. Hey, Martha wanted to add something, Sue. Hey. Oh, okay, oh, that's sorry. okay. I just I just wanted to give a, a shout out to the fact that no matter where we are in life, we don't know how God is preparing us for what's coming down the pike. And um, Jim, as part of our testimony, we were, went through Crown Financial Ministries in 1999. And the fact that Jim had just written that down on his piece of paper, and I did not know it. He just showed it to me. But the fact is, is that at that very time, God told us, you need to work to become debt-free so that when I call you to do something, you can't use your finances as an excuse. And I only say that as a testimony to the fact that we had no idea in 1999 what the year 2017 was going to look like for us or anything in between. But um, we heard God's voice and we heard him say, this is something you need to do in obedience. And that Bible study that we did in 1999 um, changed our hearts changed our lives because we learned God's biblical values. Yeah, 1999, we were just partying with Prince. <laughs> Only because that was a song. <laughs> no, he was in Chanas. It was right around oh, the corner from us. All right, go ahead, sister. Okay. I, I would love for you to share a little bit more about what goes on other than radio. People hear your radio shows, but this ministry is more than just radio. And tell us what you've been doing. 
Yeah, I think one of the, the, the really fun things at the beginning was when we realized that I was not going to be the next Christian Rush Limbaugh, uh, that I did not have the incredible monologue skills that he has. However you feel about him, he does have incredible monologue skills. That really this was all going to be about ministries, all going to be about what is the Lord doing in the marketplace. And so the incredible networking that we've been able to do across the country from sea to shining sea has been staggering as we've been there to become the mouthpiece of the faith and work movement and to be an encourager to those ministries, but also to be a connector. That's one of the really cool things we've been doing. And and it's been such a privilege. We've had hundreds and hundreds of ministries highlighted from all over the country and testimonies. That's been really fun. And getting to know all of those people. When we come back, we'll talk more about some of the other things the Lord's allowed us to do as part of I Work for Him Ministries these four and a half years. Hey, we're celebrating 900 shows today, and we're sharing a little bit from our hearts today. We've got Sue Wilson, one of our board of directors, on the line with us today. And let me just tell you, before we bring back Sue Wilson, one of our board of directors, and of course, my older sister, as she likes to be referred to, here's why we are on the air Did you know that 80% of people in the United States of America never go to church? But 35% of those people identify themselves as born again. Yet only 6% of Americans identify themselves that chocolate cake at Maggiano's had so much. Yes. Oh my goodness. It was very good, but man, I'm talking fast. No Mountain Dew today either. 6% of Americans identify themselves as born again and and know just a few Christianity basics. That's Mm -hmm. it. 6%. 6%. That means they've actually read the Bible a little bit. And paid attention. Right. That's why we're on the air. We're on the air because 39% of thirty-nine of adults, Christian adults, recognize their job as part of God's greater plan, but only 25% of them see their job as important as pastors. Yet we're all important in the kingdom. 75% of Christian adults are looking for more meaning in their work. 80% of Christians think that their work is only about making money. have never viewed their work as calling. 32% of pastors, that's all. They really feel like they have an understanding of what we do in the workplace. We are on the air to fix those statistics, people, because we're going to turn this nation upside down for Jesus, and we're going to do it. It's not going to happen in the churches. We're going to do it in our workplaces, because your workplace is your mission field. And in that mission field, you and me, we may be the only Jesus, our coworkers and employees, may ever meet. Sue Wilson, back to you. I love it when you talk like that. (laughs) That's just so exciting to hear you get so fired up about it. All right, so you guys have spent some time recently, you set a whole day aside, and you were refining and revising um, the original mission, vision, and core values of I Work For Him. What did that process look like? What were the results? And the question, the real question is, what is I Work For Him and what isn't it? Mm. Well, I work for him. Oh, good. Martha, Martha wants to. Go. Well, we're going to lay it up first because what it looks like is, first of all, getting Jim and I to set aside time where we do nothing else and we set our phones aside. And I have to corral him because he doesn't want to. Well, sit when we were sitting still. down to figure this stuff out, correct. Yes. So that's what was, well. That's what she's asking. What did it actually look like? So we collected some resources that should help us in the process of figuring out mission, vision, value. We both have gone through identity and destiny, um, which we've talked about a lot on the air, which helps us personally to know what our mission, vision, value is. And then, but getting Jim to sit still at the kitchen table was the most difficult part of that whole process. Yes, we had to move away <laughs> from our computers because we weren't mature enough. 
We had to move away from our cell phones because we weren't mature enough. And he'd be like, I got to take a break. I got I too know, much thinking. When I was little, I used to just pin him down on the floor. Yep. Yes, and then put your <laughs> hair in my face until there that one fateful day. Remember that one day? Okay. Yeah, you got stronger than me. And I threw you off. That's right. <laughs> It's never been the same since then. Okay, so it was it was very hard to just sit down and do this, but we had been working on this. Literally, I started working on the vision for I Work For Him four years before I even got the name I Work For Him. And so I knew that it was about mentoring and discipling and encouraging Christ followers in a workplace, but it wasn't until November 20th, 2012, that I even got the name I Work For Him. And so... Our vision as it stands today is we help Christ followers connect with the here on Sunday to how they work on Monday because the eternity of millions is at stake. And I love that. And and how we do that each and every day, how do we deliver that? Our radio programming, we deliver transformational kingdom resources. We bring tools, we bring examples to workplace believers of what it looks like. You know, so Sue, you asked, what is it and what isn't it? And one of the things I want to address on what it isn't is we don't have our own program. We don't have our own, um, I mean, we have a radio program, but we don't have, this isn't about what I work for him is going to um, directly do to you. We connect and do colla- for you. No, do There you go. You. <laughs> our God has told us to collaborate and to connect and to um, expose resources from one place to another. So helping our listeners to find out what else is out there. What are other people doing? What has already been written? Don't reinvent the wheel. That is, I think, probably one of the biggest things that um, God's impressed on us. From the very beginning. He Mm -hmm. said, don't reproduce the wheel. Just try to help ministries identify what they do really, really well and connect with ministries that do things differently so they can work alongside each other in a synergistic relationship. And that's what we've been doing behind the scenes. We've been doing a lot of that unifying and connecting. And and, and it's an ongoing process because ministries, they get a little paranoid because they all have to raise money. And so when you're connecting one ministry to another ministry, they're thinking, well, we can't work alongside of them because we're going to be fighting for the same dollars. Yet there are in, we've heard from the National Christian Foundation so many times, in Tampa Bay alone, $365 billion, B, billion dollars of frozen Christian assets doing zero, nothing, nada, stinking in the kingdom. And we're trying to loosen up those dollars and get them invested in these ministries so they can multiply. We highlight these ministries so they can multiply across the country and involving Christ followers and whole life discipleship so that they can impact their workplace. Those 80% of people who will never darken the doorsteps of a church, that, that's that's what this show is all about. And, and as our core values, I like this was fun for us because I learned something about myself. But number one core value, passion. I know that comes as a as a, as a <laughs> not <shock>. a surprise. <laughs> but collaboration was one that really came out through this. Discipleship is one that really came out for us. Excellence a depth in relationships, and a kingdom focus. Mm -hmm. Because that was something before this, we never really understood that all of our work is kingdom-based. That your work as a CFO, Sue Wilson, is kingdom-based. Our work as radio talk show hosts, and previously as insurance people, and used car salespeople, and Martha in Christian retail, and me as an IT guy, kingdom-based because it benefited people. And I want to thank Albert from Lutz for calling in. He won the Jesus Center Bible. Albert, I am extraordinarily jealous. I want to hear from you. Jim at IWorkForHim.com. Jim at iWork, the number four him.com. After you've opened this up and studied it, I want an email. I want to hear about this. This is really cool. It is pretty neat. You Did know, you want to add something? Um, 
No, I was going to talk about the Bible. No, let's you know move back me. to I know, we're not going to. we got to get back to. You know, that's how Sue, I you're am. running out of time. <laughs> what do you mean I'm running out of time? I just got started. <laughs> okay. Let, let me just transition. One of the important things, I think, for anyone to hear from you guys is you have listeners. You've met lots of people. Tell me a couple of stories about someone that you've touched that your ministry has actually had an impact on and what did they tell you? What are they sharing with you? What are you hearing back from people? Do you want to go first, Martha? You want me? Go ahead. All right. So I think probably the most unusual email I got was it was one day last year from a guy in South Africa. Oh, I remember that. And, and now let's just keep in mind, we don't broadcast in South Africa. We <laughs> broadcast here in Tampa Bay. And we're on iHeartRadio and we're podcast. We've got podcasts. In fact, this year, over 81,000 downloads of our podcast. But I got this email from this guy and he goes, Jim, I just want to let you know that I heard the show today. And I heard the show because I was searching for Trans World Radio, and I searched for it, and I found your interview when you interviewed somebody from Trans World Radio out of that they were out of based out of ministering to Cuba by radio. And I never had ever heard anybody tell me that I should pray for those people that I work alongside. Nobody's ever told me. I work for this really angry, mean guy here in, and he was from um, I think Mozambique. Okay, it was from the country just north of him. Uh, and he goes, I. I you touched, you told me something nobody's ever told me. And I start, I'm going to start praying for my boss. And it may sound like he'd been praying for him and was already making a difference. And that was the most unusual email. But we have heard that story time and time and time again. The I Work For Him Nation challenge that we put out there it is making a difference. Hundreds have committed to that. Yeah. And so I think for me, a um, couple of them that stick out is when we um, heard from someone who called in and received some books or a book that we had given away that day. And just the fact that the title was something that they exactly needed to hear. But it wasn't the book that we told them we were going to send them. it wasn't the book that we had sent. I don't know, somewhere something got messed up, but that's all God because it ministered to the person who received it. And again, just allowing um, the Holy Spirit to work in those situations. We don't get enough emails from, from listeners. We'd love to have way more. It's encouraging because when you're on the radio, you don't hear from a lot of people, but we'd love to hear from you. Jim at iWorkForHim.com. Jim at iWork, the number four, Him.com. And Martha at iWorkForHim.com as well. Yes, we are a faith and work ministry, but we're a ministry, two ministries. Our goal is to highlight what's going on out there in the faith and work world. And today is show number... 900. 900 shows. You know, there's no other way to explain that. I'm out of breath because I ran to get a bottle of water. There's no other way to explain that than God. That's right. And um, one of the things that, you know, you were talking about the fact that we are in the ministry of exposing other ministries and sharing with other people what is going to going on in the workplace around our country and around the world. And God is at work. God is unifying. He is igniting. He is um, encouraging people to collaborate. And we are just trying to be that mouthpiece to, to get it done. And one of the things that's really tough, it's tough for Martha and I to talk about ourselves because this show's all about other people. So in order for us to talk about ourselves, we brought on one of our board of directors, Sue Wilson. Now, she's not afraid to ask me any question because she's my big sister. Oh, my older sister. You did it again. <laughs> <laughs> I control the microphone. I control the microphone. She has more hair than you. Yeah, you got more hair. That's fine. Big deal. <laughs> okay. So tell me, 
where are you guys going from here? Show 901 to 9,000 is, you know, and I went, woohoo. Um, where are you going next year? What's your vision for what's going to happen in 2018? We're not that far away. I was trying to figure out how old we'd be when we do show number 9,000. Yeah, 000. we'll figure that out At later. 250 shows. E- oh, Martha says I can't do that. We don't now. have time for that. Okay, we ain't, we ain't got no time. But I think I'll be 77. No, 87. Okay. All right, so where are we going from here? Uh, the Lord has really laid on our hearts that we need to start expanding because this message, Martha and I, one of the things we've done in the last year is we've traveled to and met with Christ followers all the way across the South to Dallas and in Kansas City and Cincinnati and in um, New Jersey and Atlanta and all these different cities in South Carolina, we, we all over the place, Iowa. And, it, you know, every time we have a conversation, people tell us, wow, I wish we could hear a show like that on a, on a daily basis. People have been telling us, hey, you got to get out there on, on, on stations that aren't teaching talk stations as well. Uh, people were just conservative talks because not all Christians listen to preacher stations all day long. And so where are we going? We really believe that the Lord first wants to get us set up and and rolling to expand in Tampa Bay and, and to really grow our influence here in uniting the faith and work ministries right here in Tampa Bay. And then probably Florida, uh, Jacksonville, Orlando, Fort Myers, that's probably the expansion that's going to be. And then our, our overall goal, though, is to take this show nationwide, to choose five strategic cities to start with nationwide, ones where there's a big movement of the Holy Spirit going on, uh, Portland, Oregon, Kansas City, uh, Cincinnati, uh, those are just a couple of the places that we have seen and heard from people that there's a lot of really incredible stuff going on. And then to start grabbing little stations, little mile pop stations across the country to get this message out to the to the highways and byways <clears throat> and the small towns all over. Yeah, because one of the things that God has really told us is the fact that, you know, this is not a, un- a message just for one area. In fact, Jim and I have feel very strongly that it's bigger than the demographic that we even have influence on. We believe that it, it goes across all cultures. It goes across all um, economic levels and um, all age levels, age levels, as well as male and female. And so being more able female to, than male. Yes. As far as the workplace is concerned. Right. So just being able to uh, get that out there to all of those different. Every time people hear the story of what we're talking about. They are excited because when a Christ follower all of a sudden understands that their work really matters to God, they love it. And if they can get daily encouragement, that's something they want uh, because it's not something they often hear from the pulpit. And that's part of the part of it is drawing attention to Made to Flourish, which is out there teaching pastors how to do that from the pulpit. Sue Wilson. All right. I'm excited about where you guys are going. I think that God is just, you're right at the tip of the yellow brick road and just starting down that wonderful path. And there's so much excitement when we have board meetings and you talk about all the connections that you've made. And and I'm just, it's been super fun to be a part of it. And um, I'm just asking God to powerfully bless you guys in 2018. Okay. So in order to do all those fabulous things, um, there's a cost attached to that, and that should be no surprise to anybody that's listening on the air or listens later. So how, what are your biggest needs, and what do you see as bigger needs for 2018? Sounds like we could get you a new car, but 
that might not be the highest need. <laughs> no, but if somebody's <laughs> out there and they've got another Honda Odyssey that has less than 250,000 miles on it, prefer, preferably like 50,000, you're looking for a great tax write-off for 2017, that's what we really need. We need to be able to travel in something like that because the little Equinox that we bought just isn't big enough for traveling across the country. Martha takes up too much space. On my bag. That's not nice. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody that's seen the pictures of Martha knows that she's half my size. Uh, I would say that the, the first big need is we need prayer warriors. We need people that are praying for us that because that is a huge encouragement. But we not only want prayer warriors that will pray, but prayer warriors that will let us know they're praying because that's part of the deal. Let us know you're praying because it's encouragement that we need on the days where it's a little tough. Secondarily, we need business people who may or may not need advertising exposure but who have dollars set aside to invest in Kingdom Impactful Ministries and want to do so, and then maybe to have their name put out there associated with I Work For Him. We would call those advertisers if you were a for-profit company, but we don't. We call them supporters here on I Work For Him. We desperately need those people, and it's not that expensive to come alongside of us, but we're just looking for people to donate towards that cause and call themselves supporters of I Work For Him and get their name out there as part of the movement right here in Tampa Bay. And then on a national basis, we need, again, business owners and leaders. We need to be networked with business owners and leaders that can then help us expand into their cities where they have influence and to provide funding uh, by support through into those cities. Because there are radio stations all over the country that desperately want our show, and we've been called by them. It just takes a little bit of money in each city. But the Lord has told me that we won't have to buy airtime in every city, that the Lord will provide a way for us to someday be syndicated where it will not cost us. People will want our show because they can make money off of it. And that's something I think is very exciting. Super exciting. And and you have recently um, had contact with a couple of radio stations that um, have groups that are working behind the scenes to try to make some of that financial stuff happen. So that's even more exciting. It, it is exciting. It's nice, to, again, to have that encouragement and support. And, and we're just looking for those partners, people that have been touched by the faith and work movement, people that have been moved by the idea that their workplaces are mission field, and maybe they're a business owner, so they all of a sudden realize that they're the pastor. They're the lead pastor in that workplace, and that not only do they run a business that makes money, not only do they run a business that supplies money and supports families across their city, but they have the ability to really be an influencer and, and a pastor and a minister to the people that they work with. Those are people that understand what we're talking about, and they know that everybody else needs to, to understand this as well. Right. Absolutely. I understand. Are you out okay, of Okay, Martha. You out of questions? I'm going to ask you a question. Okay. You are married to my brother, which in and of itself is a feat, um, but working side by side with him in ministry, working in the office with him day after day, how, how has this last bit of journey where you've transitioned into a, um, a nonprofit and, and worked with him side by side, sometimes endless hours of days and nights, how has that impacted your marriage? Um, I would say it has honestly put more stress on our marriage than we've probably ever had at any other point in life that's true but it has also caused us to um, get our get on our knees together more than it ever has in any other time way more often and so with that stress and combined with the prayer um, it has made our marriage stronger 
Um, and I don't say that lightly, and I don't really even have words to define that, but it has, um, we're at a place like we've never been before. I would agree. I echo everything that she said. I'll, although, okay. Yeah. Okay. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> you, got, you got a minute left, sister. Go ahead. Okay. All right. So what I want to make sure that we get to this listener group is, first of all, what an incredible ministry I work for him has in connecting all the different ministries in the U.S. that are all about workplace ministry. And that what you really need right now is, first of all, prayer supporters who are um, daily you on their prayer list and asking for Lord's protection against um, all of Satan's warriors who would hate would love to see this fail. Um, secondly, you need encouragement. You need to hear from people. You want to hear feedback. You want to know that, there, that you're, we're making a difference and that um, there's people out there that have been impacted by I Work For Him and Workplace Ministry. Share your stories. Share what God is doing in your workplace. Second, uh, most importantly, probably you need support, financial support, funding. You need also people to connect you and network for you and introduce you to those places where possibly mm -hmm. I Work For Him is going to go next. We need all and, of those things and more, but we need the support of our Heavenly Father behind us. Sue Wilson, thanks for being on I Work For Him today. Thanks for being That's a great sister. You're the best sister I've ever had. I love you. Thanks. Love, love you, you. too. <laughs> You've been listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Just keep one thing in mind, each you and I, every day. I, I work, work for him. him.